and uh, you know I'm just watching TV, and he like literally gets up out of the floor, comes in front of me, and claps his hands and yells "Yay!" And I realized that in that moment, everything mattered. It didn't matter the fact that I had seen him do it before, over and over again. Therefore, it wasn't new to me. It was the in his mind he had accomplished something, and he wanted his dad to celebrate with him. Welcome to the True North Collective Podcast. True North metaphorically means your true center. If you follow Christ, then your true north is the direction that leads you to the heart of God. This podcast is about navigating through youth ministry, young adults ministry, culture, parenting, dating, marriage, and all that life has to offer. Navigating through those topics in the direction that lands at the heart of God. And now for your host of True North. What up, everybody? Thank you for lending me your ears, your heart, and your mind. My name is Lindsey Melton Jr. and This is the True North Collective Podcast. So this is uh, the third installment in our session of fatherhood or topic or subject of fatherhood. Um, so I hope you have enjoyed uh, the, the previous guests that we've had on talking about fatherhood. Um, I'm just going. I'm just going to give my spin on it for a little bit. Um, I myself am a dad. I am blessed to be a dad of uh, of two boys. Um, mine and my wife's oldest son. His name is Kellen Benaya Melton. Um, Benaya because outside of Jesus, Benaya is my second favorite person in the Bible. Um, if you don't know that story, you should look it up. It's really fascinating. Um, and then our uh, newest addition, Keenan. Yes, now for all the 90s babies out there, our sons are Keenan and Kel. Okay, let that sink in. Um, we didn't do that on purpose, but at the same time, it's kind of cool. And I hate orange soda, by the way. Uh, my wife loves it. <clears throat> but our second son, Keenan, just born a, uh, he was born actually a couple weeks ago. It's pretty awesome. Um, but his name is Keenan Lindsay Melton. Yes, he has my middle name. Um, and when it comes to Kellen, uh, Kellen is actually a, a mixture of my name, my middle name and my wife's, uh, name. Her name is Kelsey. My name is Lindsay. Kel for Kelsey, Lynn for Lindsay, Kellen. Um, then we have Keenan Lindsay Melton. Um, so I'm definitely blessed. God is good. Um, not everybody gets to say that, you know, when it comes to having, you know, not, not everybody has children. So I understand that. So I consider it a blessing. There are some days where um, the blessing is definitely strenuous, um, but overall it's a blessing. And listen, there's so many ways we can sum up uh, fatherhood. There's so many ways we can sum up being a dad and all that yada, yada, yada. Um, I just want to, I want to sum it up with um, just one thought. I want to leave you with one thought, okay? All right, so that thought is that... Uh, um, when it comes to fatherhood, when it comes to being a dad, all right, whether you are uh, dad, stepdad, um, about to be a dad, um, role model, whatever it is, when it comes to that, um, everything matters, exclamation point. Everything matters. When I mean everything, y'all, I mean everything, <laughs> everything, <laughs> <laughs> everything matters for real. Um, I'm, and we can break that down in so many ways, but I know for me as a dad, everything matters. Everything I do, 
everything I watch, everything I uh, listen to, everything I eat, everything, um, everyone that I that I'm around or inspire aspire to be, or you know, all of it matters when it comes to fatherhood. Because and and here's when I realized it. Um, <laughs> uh, my 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 oldest son Kellen he loves um he loves to do what his daddy has done um and uh, what what's crazy uh a few weeks ago I, it was probably a month ago um um he took his remote control car now my oldest son Kellen he is 2 years old he took his remote control car yes our 2 year old son has a remote control car you can thank his in-laws for that uh, or my in-laws um for that uh still it's funny i think it's cute um, he took his remote control car, picked it up, and put it on a table. And uh, he grabbed the remote, and then he looked at me and, like, just had the <laughs> He was smiling from ear to ear. And it was – this sounds really bad, but if, you, if you've ever seen the cartoon movie of The Grinch when he smiles, like, it was almost like that. It wasn't as, like – creepy or devilish looking it was just like a watch this dad and he hits the button and that thing goes in reverse and flips off the table and he just cracks up and I'm like oh my god Kellen what are you doing and then I have this mental picture this memory of myself doing the same thing when I was a kid um, but fortunately we don't have home interior in our house my, my I grew up in a house where my mom had home interior in every room so um, I was always breaking something. Yeah. Not on purpose, but, I mean, it was an accident. It wasn't my fault that that stuff was in my way of playing with my toys. Um, but, yeah, everything matters. Um, you know, it's being a dad is hard because a lot of responsibility is on you. Yes, I know responsibility is on the woman, the wife. I get that, the mother. Um, but there are responsibilities on you because you set um, you set the temperature for how things are going to be perceived. Um, you set the temperature on what attitudes are allowed. Um, you set the temperature on how your kids are going to treat others publicly and privately. And you can break that down however you want to. Um, you know, you set the temperature on what shows are allowed, what music is allowed. Um, you know, and I, I love my dad. I do. As far as in every every sense of the definition of love, I love my dad. Um, but a lot of the things I do as a dad now are opposite of what my dad did for me. And this sounds bad, but I mean, you know, this is true North Collective. We can be honest. Um you know, when it comes to my decisions for my son, for both of my sons, um, you know, a lot of times I'm asking myself, you know, what did my father do? And a lot of times I'll do the opposite. Now there are some there now, don't get don't 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 get it twisted. My dad's a he's a good dad. He's a God fearing dad. But, you know, if you ever meet my dad, my dad didn't have a father to show him how to be a father. So therefore, when it came to me, he was just learning it as he as as it you know he was just shooting from the hip most time, and he's a God fearing man. He's a pastor, so to speak, and he he pastors a church in our hometown. Him and my mom, but you know when it comes to 
a lot of the things that I endured growing up, um, for example, emotionally, and yeah, definitely emotionally, my mom was always there for me more than my dad. You know, I can, I can tell you a handful of times, the times that I heard my dad say he was actually proud of me, those, those sentences, you know, son, I'm proud of you. Not son, I love you. He, my dad tells me he loves me, and I, and I received that. But I could tell you a handful of times that he has said, I'm proud of you. Now, um, if you listen to the episode that uh, Kelly Cole, that we brought on Kelly Cole, um, one of the questions I asked him was, why does the weight or why does the approval of a father carry so much weight? And that's because it's, it's crafted into our, our identity. You know, even Jesus was constantly doing what pleased his father. Um, you know, it's just part of our identity, so to speak. Uh, that may not be what you want to hear, but that's the truth. Um, you know, and my, my mom was there for me more emotionally than my dad. Um, but at the same time, my dad worked three jobs when I was a kid. So he couldn't come to, you know, the events that I did, the extracurricular activities that I did. He couldn't come to those. Um, so therefore, it's, you know, fast forward. Um, now, my son is not old enough to be in any extracurricular activities right now. But at the same time, I have a determination of, you know, one, I'm going to be a hard worker like my dad and provide for my family at all cost. But at the same time, it will not... I will make sure that it does not cause me to not be not be there for them emotionally nor uh physically when it comes to their events. Um because that affected me. Um you know, I, I don't have any like deep-seated issues or anything like that. But at the same time, it's something that I do think about sometimes like, you know, uh, when I tell stories to my wife or or anybody, you know, about something that happened, you know, you know, she may say, you know, well, where was your mom and dad at? Oh, well, you know, dad was at work and and mom was, you know, maybe taking care of my sister or or doing something else. So it was just me. I don't want my boys to grow up and have those stories where, well, you know, dad, he was just he wasn't there. He was doing something else. You know, now granted, my dad was working, so hallelujah, it could have been a lot worse because I know people out there have stories of, you know, well, Lindsay, you don't understand. My dad just wasn't in the picture, period. And I'm I'm very grateful that my dad was physically there for for me growing up. You know, parents haven't divorced or anything like that. He was physically there for me. But um, fatherhood, everything matters. Um, so it's not just enough for you to physically be there. Emotionally, you got to be uh, you got to be there for your kids as well. And that's, you know, one of the the uh, driving factors for me, you know, that I'm constantly making sure that I am there in every area for my sons. Um, and Kellen, he, uh, he's starting to get to the point where he's starting to sense that. Like when he does something, when he is watching um, a show on his tablet or playing a game or when he stats his blocks up. He immediately looks at me to see if I'm watching or if I or if I recognize I've seen what this accomplishment that he has made. And then he claps and he's like, yay. You know, and when I say everything matters, the reason I say that is because there was one time where he's stacking his blocks. And um, he has these like cardboard blocks that somebody bought him and they have uh, each block has the letter of the alphabet. Um, and they, um, each one is, um, bigger than the other one. So they all can stack in, you know, each other. So it makes it easy for us when it comes to cleanup time. Um, and he stacked them up. 
Okay, now, I've seen him stack them up before, okay? I had already seen him do this, like, several times. So I'm just kind of sitting there watching TV, um, not, like, sending my Lazy Boy recline or anything, because, one, I don't have one of those. And uh, um, But I'm sitting in the floor, uh, legs crossed, uh, crisscross applesauce, because you can't say Indian style anymore. Um, and <laughs> and um, I'm just like, yeah, good job, Kel. And, uh, you know, I'm just watching TV and he like literally gets up out of the floor, comes in front of me and claps his hands and yells, yay. And I realized that in that moment, everything mattered. It didn't matter the fact that I had seen him do it before over and over again. Therefore, it wasn't new to me. It was the in his mind, he had accomplished something and he wanted his dad to celebrate with him. So as a father, make sure you're celebrating with your kids. Now, um, I don't think I know it all. I only have two kids, and they're under the age of two. And I'm a millennial parent, so I realize the the bar is set very high for me. <laughs> or very low, you know, depending on your age and if you are a hater. Um, but in that moment, I realized that he wanted his daddy to celebrate with him. So every time this kid stats his blots or, you know, I'm or he he reaches a new level on his tablet or he just he anytime he's playing with something and if he thinks it's worthy of celebration, then I'm gonna celebrate with him. I will clap, I'll pick him up, I'll hug him, and I tell him, I love you and I am so proud of you. Now, will he remember that I said that to him twenty times a day? Probably not. But in me, it develops a habit of me constantly tell him every day, oh my gosh, Kellen, I'm so proud of you. I can't wait till when he gets older and he's a teenager and he he wakes up in the morning and uh, he's, you know, maybe grumpy or something, don't want to go to school. And I'm like, Kellen, I'm so proud of you. Why? Because you're my son. I look forward to those moments. Um, this is very scary, but I... I pray to God every day that whenever he does mess up, when he gets older, that in that moment I have a I have a good dad moment, and I tell him I don't yell at him, I don't uh, I don't beat him. You know, a lot of times I, I I was telling my wife this. Looking back in my childhood, um, I I did deserve punishment, yes, but a lot of times the physical uh, punishment, um, a lot of times it was it was given because. Um, that's what was given to my parents and, you know, their parents and their parents and their parents. And I mean, it goes on and on. But there were some moments where I didn't need the physical punishment. I just needed to know what the expectations were and, and a blueprint of how to achieve those expectations and why I should achieve those expectations. And, you know, my parents aren't perfect and I'm definitely not going to be the perfect parent. But because my parents didn't do that, going back to what I said earlier, therefore, when it comes to parenting for me now, that's one of the things I'm looking at. Okay, well, they didn't lay out the expectations clearly, um, you know, in a way that I would be able to receive them. So therefore, let me make sure I lay out the expectations for Kellen and Keenan. For example, you know, why do we, um, why do we not act out in public? You know, lay the expectations of, well, first off, um, God created you um, with a sound mind. He did not create you to be crazy. He did not create you to be chaotic. So therefore, when you do the opposite 
you are going against the way God created you to be. You are becoming someone else and something else. You are misrepresenting God. Number two, we did not, me and your mother did not raise you that that way. So you are misrepresenting us. You are, you are going against the way we have created you to be, or not created you to be, but the way we have um, given you guide, guidelines and, and blueprints on how to act in public. And two, you are making it, um, you are making things uncomfortable in a violent way for others. And you are, you are giving people a reason not to trust you. You know, when you lay out those expectations, now I understand every scenario and situation is going to be different. There are times where I'm not going to be able to have a, have a, you know, a sit down talk like, come here, son, let's sit down and talk about how bad you were. I ain't going to do that. I'm going to say, hey, Kellen, come here, let's sit down. Let Eddie tell you what's going to happen and why it's going to happen. You know, um, my pastor took me and one other member of our church uh, to a Catalyst One Day conference, and they talked about when it comes to implementing change, the way you do it is you start with the why and then the what. Because, see, if people can, if people can um, become aware of the why, then they'll get behind the what. So therefore, when it comes to parenting, dads, um, make sure that you are you are solid on the why and you communicate that effectively, not abusively, not um, in, in, a, in a way that you know will not be received by the kids or the wife or anybody. But make sure that you are communicating the why and then the what. Everything matters. Vocal tone matters. Um, you know, I can get on to my two-year-old son and I can have a stern look on my face and he will just, he will just well out cry. I mean, just flat out. Ah! It's annoying. But one day I got on to him and I was smiling. I said, Kellen, you are not going to do that. Now, this is a podcast you can't see, but I'm smiling. But I said, Kellen, you will not do that. You'll sit down and finish your dinner. And you know what that boy did? He sat down and ate his food. Didn't cry. Nothing. Because I was smiling at him. Everything matters. The expressions on your on on your face, they matter. The the uh the tone of your voice, it matters. Everything matters. And uh I'm determined to be an effective dad. I'm determined to to uh to make sure my kids have a relationship with God, whether they go in ministry or not, that's uh, that's on them. I won't, but my goal is I want them to. I want them to. To be part of the family of of God. I want them to. Have an eternal reward in heaven. I want them to receive that, and I want them to be in heaven and 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 be with God forever, um, when He calls us up on that grateful day um it's crazy i mean I, I didn't think it was going to be this long this particular episode but um also let me encourage you um fatherhood is rare in our country um so if you are a dad um i just i want to say good job congrats whether it was intentional or unintentional guess what you are a dad and uh whether you want to be or not it's a blessing it is a blessing because there are several there are several men out there that um, that don't get that opportunity. Um, there are several men out there that 
don't get the opportunity to be with their son because maybe they're serving overseas or or son or daughter because they're overseas, locked up, or dead. Let that one marinate. You know, there's some times where I pick my son up and I just cry because I'm like, God, <laughs> a screw-up like me and you made me a dad. You are so good and thank you. Understand this, no matter how wild your children are acting or child is acting, still they are a blessing from God. Um, the day my son was born, uh, my first son, Kellen, the, the day he was born, my my mentor, he's a pastor in, um, he's a pastor in Kennesaw, Georgia. Um, he he texts me a scripture, and that's one of those that um, I never forget. It's Psalms 127, verse 3 through 5. It says, don't you see that children are God's best gift? The fruit of the womb, his generous legacy. Like a warrior's fist full of arrows are the children of a vigorous youth. Oh, how blessed are you parents with your quivers full of children. Your enemies don't stand a chance against you. You'll sweep them right off your doorstep. Pretty much that scripture says, um, like, aerial, like, like arrows to a warrior, children are to the parents child or you know multiple children you know a warrior needs arrows in order to one defend uh to to attack to hunt to provide you know maybe use the arrow you know and and you got to think my adventurous mind you know to shoot an arrow that has a rope attached to it I'm a comic nerd by the way so you know, one thing Green Arrow would use the his arrows, he would have a rope attached to it and he'd shoot it at a high point and, and use that rope to climb up something. So 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 children are gonna help you climb to a higher height if you allow them to. Like a like like arrows to a warrior. Children are to us parents. They are a blessing in multiple ways, more ways than one. So uh, I, I really, I really hope you get it. I really hope you understand that everything matters. You know, we're very particular on the people we surround ourselves with. Why? Because I don't want my boys growing up understanding that that behavior of my uh, of the people around us is acceptable. Lindsay, are you judging? No, I'm not judging, but I know <clears throat> if if you never met me, never seen my photo, I am a man of color. I'm African American. So therefore, there there's a lot of things that are different for me. There's a lot of things I can't get away with. You know, there's no written rules, but there are some unwritten rules. And one thing my dad did teach me was how to how not to cause um how not to cause panic and people of the opposite color when they view me. You know, how, how, to, how to comply and how not to cause a scene. You know, one, when I was 17 years old, me and my dad we was walking into this gas station and I had a hoodie on. I always have a hoodie. I, I get cold very easily. 
and I had my hood up, and my dad jaked my he he jerked my hood off and uh, off my head, and I was like, "Pops," and uh, he said, "Son," he said, "People are going to look at you differently, and people are going to be intimidated by you because of the color of your skin. They are looking for you to act a certain way." And they will shoot first and ask questions later. He said, by you showing your full face and smiling and saying, yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, and being polite and lightening your vocal tone, you will give them a reason to ask questions first. My dad was very, my dad's always been good about those kind of lessons. But those are the lessons I'm going to pass down to my boys. Now, my boys, they are mixed, so therefore they don't look as dark as their daddy. But they do have their daddy in them. And some people may see that first still. So I want to make sure that they, that they know the same thing that I know. So therefore, if the people that, I, that me and my wife allow to hang out with us, if they are opposite if their actions are opposite of what I'm trying to instill in our kids, then guess what? Those people aren't allowed to hang out with us. Why? Because I need my boys to be successful. I need my boys not to. <laughs> this is bad to say, but I don't want my boys getting shot. I don't want my boys getting uh, mistake, mistakenly identified as somebody else and put through the system. Why? Because they are called and they have a purpose. And because I love them. Because I'm their father. So if that hinges on surrounding myself with less people instead of versus having, you know, millions and millions of friends that and options we can, of people we can hang out with. If that means that, you know, a month goes by before we really go over somebody's house to hang out or, or go out to eat with, you know, certain people, then... We'll do it. You know, if that means that um, I dress a certain way in order to teach my children um, that how you dress matters, that means I then that means I have to, you know, I have to adjust my wardrobe. Now I don't I don't, I don't dress bad or anything like that, but um, you know if I there's there's certain things I could wear that are that are going to get people's attention for the positive and for the negative. So therefore I, I teach my boys those different things. Even when you think, okay, well, this little thing isn't going to matter. I could probably get away with this, get away with not doing it, or get away with doing it. Ask yourself this question. By me doing this or not doing this. Is this, is this going to produce something positive or negative in my child or children's lives? Everything matters. Thank you so much for tuning in to True North. We hope you'll join us again next time.